Welcome to the PrivateSignings.org podcast. Hi, Nathan. Um, it's fantastic to, to have you involved with what we're doing here. Um, I'm really looking forward to your private signing and also to let everyone that listens here a bit more about you and what you've done on Star Wars. So I don't know, should we, should we jump in? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So how okay, can you describe the path to, to, to get yourself onto Star Wars? How did it happen? Uh, yeah, um, I was uh, working just a, a normal job just in London. Um, and uh, I think it was about 2004. 13 maybe come yeah just at the end of 13 coming into 14 i can't remember um exactly but um i got a phone call from a friend uh who i went to school with uh went to college with and then uh went to uni with and then we kind of lost touch with each other and she literally just called me up and said do you still act and are you still skinny and i was like yes i am still skinny and acting wise I, I do but I haven't had some work for it it'd been like I think about a year and a half or two years since I'd done anything so yeah it was kind of, I was kind of at that point where I was like there's no way the phone's gonna ring like I've, I've got to try and do something or I've got to kind of knock it on the head and stuff um yeah and she called me up and said and said that and so I I sent some details along and she said um I can't tell you what the film is um but it would be to work on a film and are you free to come to pinewood to get measured and stuff um and you know i've been a massive fan of uh the carry on film so as soon as i saw you know heard the word pinewood i was like i don't care what it is i'm gonna i'm gonna go and i think it was foodle fugal productions it was down as um and so you know i did what everyone would do and googled it immediately um and a few things popped up like oh this is the new star wars thing and i was like this is no i'll just i'll just go along and and i'll see what happens and and yeah lo and behold um neil scannon was there and um um we yeah we're gonna measure you and, and then we'll see what happens and then a few few weeks or what seemed like forever went by um and that you know they were only casting for um a few parts i think they were when i when i went there it was um d and tom bell um for their two kind of characters in in the in mars's place and then uh, uh paul warren was there as well um, and they were up for sort of three has thugs were kind of up for grabs and stuff. And so it was a bit up in the air whether, you know, we were going to get picked and stuff. And then, yeah, I got, got the phone call and started going in for like costume fittings. And um, yeah, to be honest with you, I was still waiting for someone to turn around and say, oh, you yeah, know, we don't need you anymore. Right up until like the first day of filming. So, um, yeah, that was that was how I got into it. Um, yeah. Nice. Oh, man. That feeling of uh, I can't imagine what that feeling must be like. You, you're you're so close. You're there. Yeah, yeah. Your mind, you're still sitting there thinking, oh no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think because I I auditioned many many years ago for uh, a role in Captain America, 
um, the first Avenger. And that was a lot more kind of formal. I went to a casting agent's suite and did a few readings of some scripts and stuff and didn't get it. And that was when I was really, really young. I was, I was probably about, oh, goodness, um, 21, 22 at that point. And so for me at that point, I was like, oh, my God, my first like major movie role audition and then when that didn't happen I suppose I was just a bit like oh I think that's it for me like I'm not I'm not I'm not a film actor it's not going to happen and then yeah lo and behold just you just wait and see and your friend that you haven't spoken to in ages will call you up and things fall into place great friend (laughs) yeah yeah Um, you you've played loads of characters I mean um on what film did you perform most of your characters so I believe it was Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. Um, I was initially seen for um, the mining droids, the, the salt mines. Right. Um, and then there was some filming in Forley um, and they introduced... Uh, Essentially, it was L1 from uh, Rogue One, the character that I think D played um, in, in Rogue One. Um, they, they repurposed the suits and they sprayed them a different color and they kind of changed numbers and stuff. Um, and they were kind of um, hanging around outside, you know, where um, Han's having that amazing speeder race right at the beginning through Forley Power Station. Um, so there were a couple of a couple of L L units um, repurposed there, and then there was uh, RA seven from from Rogue One. The, the bug eye droid was back um, right at the beginning of the film. Uh, there's uh, it was it was a stunt, so they they'd arranged for a stunt lady to do it, but because the uh, the scene was a lot longer than they anticipated and there was some walking involved. They wanted somebody that could, that could kind of walk the way that, that I walk in a droid costume. So, um, so I got to do that. That was kind of arranged once I got to Forley. So yeah, that was, that was three characters in that one. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Uh, I always suspected that they repurposed stuff, but so it sounds like they really, um, they really went all out, especially with the respraying and, yeah yeah okay oh yeah there was also um there was another sort of unit um l l L type unit so they they sort of change things like the the helmet will be the same but they might kind of strip away certain arm bits and bobs so that you can see more of the kind of underneath wire suit you know that kind of classic 3po kind of wire suit that anthony daniels wears and stuff and there was an orange one in the bar when um han um is playing the the card game um but with like reshoots and stuff it kind of got it kind of got uh cut so it, it would have been it would have been um four characters uh, they kind of wanted to throw in a little easter egg of a, of a droid drinking um because of obviously um there's that kind of line that the the, the barman says in is a new hope isn't it where he says like we don't serve their kind here so yeah. they kind of wanted to kind of throw in um, uh, a, a droid drinking, which is always a little bit weird because you think like, what what makes a droid drunk? But I had fun pretending to shot drinks while <laughs> serving people as well. I would have loved that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It's wicked. And that's a nice little um, thing in uh, Mandalorian as well, right? The fact that that uh, the cantina on Tatooine is now, oh, spoilers, just in case, uh, <laughs> is run by droids. Like, who knows? Maybe your solo guy ended up on Tatooine and is now, you know, a patron of that place. Who knows? Who knows? Droids have the most fun. Yeah, yeah, evidently. Um, okay, uh, well, I'm going to jump in with a question for you, my friend. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you've you've mentioned quite a few things now, but uh, is there is it even possible to single it out to to say uh, one notable experience? Can you single out one? Ah, oh, goodness, I'm torn. I'm torn between two, to be honest. There's there's two. Um, but what, one of them is sort of pre-filming. So I suppose I'll start with the, I mean, for me, Rogue One will always be my favorite Star Wars film because it, that was for me moving from, I guess, um, doing creatures to, to actually getting to be a, a droid. And um, uh, my first day of shooting on Rogue One was actually um, a night shoot. And it was Canary Wharf. And it was like, you know, uh, I think I got picked up about eight o'clock, dropped off, had had a nice little sort of sit down in a in a comfy trailer and and um and then start shooting at like one o'clock, maybe just before one o'clock in the morning to wait wait for the kind of tube to slowly kind of shut down. So there there were still passengers traveling and using Canary Wharf tube station while the film crew was setting up. And I was like, these people have no idea that I'm about to shoot a Star Wars film. Um, and yeah, for me, that, that was, I'll, I'll never forget that because, you know, you've got stormtroopers um, running up and down Canary Wharf and, and everyone just doing whatever they can to stay awake. And it was my first night shoot as well. So of course I didn't, sleep during the day at all i just thought like oh, i've got work later on so by six o'clock in the morning i was absolutely shattered oh my god and what was your second you mentioned you had two then yeah well i mean so on the last jedi um because there were so many waiter droids um and they were working a lot with with the second unit and with stunts and stuff um we actually had like a uh, like what, a, a kind of droid school with Anthony Daniels. So, um, you know, we're just, there's like five of us in the room, just, just almost like an acting class. Like it was like being back at like drama school or whatever with Anthony Daniels kind of like watching us walk. And, and then that kind of carried on throughout the whole film. He was kind of there to be this mediator between um, the droids and, and what was happening with the second unit directors and stuff. And, and do you know what? Like, I don't think, there's ever been a star wars film where droids have got to do so much i mean we were we were there holding trays with like rubber glass exploding around us and stuff we were so close to the action and you've got like anthony daniels coming up to you and sort of saying like do you need some water i'll get you know anthony daniels getting water and making sure that you're fed and making sure that you're in every single shot i mean obviously some of it ends up on the cutting room floor but i don't think anyone did more than Anthony Daniels did to try and get droids in that scene. Um, so again, that's just like, I mean, it's just unbelievable, an unbelievable memory to have really. That, that is, uh, that's incredible. I have no idea. Um, yeah. Nice that he doesn't have, have that ego then, you know, uh, the fact that he's just, he's chipping in as well. You know, he's like getting his hands dirty. He's doing what he needs to do. You know, he yeah, needs- absolutely. 
absolutely yeah. he you know like he definitely like you know there's always that fear that you're going to meet someone and they're they're, they're not going to have time for you or they don't really they're not really bothered about you know what you're doing and stuff but like advice aplenty from from anthony daniels like every single time that i've i've seen him as well even if it's just in passing and stuff um yeah that's amazing um you mentioned uh canary wharf as a location uh, and it's uh one that sticks in your memory are there any other um locations that you've been to or has it all been soundstage stuff other than that um i went so we did forley which was like i suppose that was a really interesting location for solo because it was there's plans for it to be i think it's gone now it's been knocked down and it this is like a power station that was at its height in the 60s so you know if you can imagine like every control panel that you've seen in the classic thunderbirds episodes like that that was forley like we actually got to the go up to the old control panel station and and look over um and yeah it was just like something out of the cold war or something it's crazy it's that that was a cool location to be on um but yeah i've been i think i've been uh a lot of the guys like they got to go to dubrovnik and stuff like i i just missed out certain characters kind of got cut um from from go because they were going to take the way to draw it out there for for the last jedi as well but it got it got scrapped so there's a few places that i thought i might go but it ne- it never quite turned out that way so i'm mainly a, a sound a sound stage or the back lot when it's raining and it's wet um uh kind of guy <laughs> but that's fine i don't mind yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's Star Wars, right? So, uh, I yeah, guess. and you're always, to, to be honest with you, like what people don't realise is that if you're on, you know, if you're in the, all these exotic places or whatever, that's fine. But I mean, when you're a droid, it's hard enough to run to the toilet anyway. If you're in a foreign, you know, land like Spain or Iceland, the chances are the toilet's not going to be as close as it would be on a soundstage. So I'm quite happy to be close to facilities. So that yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, so then, <laughs> these suits, the the droid suits, creatures. You've done droids. Um, is there uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Are, are they the same sort of experience? Is one harder than the other? Um, I th- I think I think I, I, I so when I wore the Hask Thug suit, obviously it was the first film. Um, with the creature department all working together and kind of trying to work out what what works and what everyone needs and stuff and then um so i had so the hashtag was like a, a basically a, a a onesie with a zip down the back but we switched them around so that they were at the front so that we could at least do our own zips up and stuff um but then you had um almost like um like furry kind of dungarees and then the the top bit was separate as well, so like the body bit, but the arms were all attached. So, you know, it's not it's not a case of like if I want to eat or something, then it it's kind of quite a big D rig to to kind of get undressed and stuff. So when I first did that one, I was like, oh, it can't get worse than this because it is literally like if you've sort of got ten minutes to eat or whatever, it it really was a struggle to get everything back on really quickly. So then when Rogue One happened and they were like, oh, you're going to be a droid, 
I was like, okay, cool. Um, and I thought, oh, this is going to be much easier because it'll just be like, you know, it'll be stuff on me and I can take it off. I'm sure they've worked out how someone can, you know, get stuff off quickly and all, and all that sort of stuff, which they have. But you've also got the same thing that underneath there's like a leotard. And, you know, it's all about how the suit looks on set rather than what's uh, most convenient for you and stuff. Um, and obviously, Anthony's been wearing it for so long that you'd think that if it was going to be changed for ease, then he would have been the person to discover it because he worn it so many times. Um, so they've all got something about them that makes it a little bit difficult to to kind of um, get comfortable in. But at the same time, the I think the the, the droid suits for me. Um, the, the joy of those as well is that you can be quite clever with them. If you're doing a shot where it's just your top half and stuff, then you don't have to wear the legs, you know, or, or, or you've got moments when, you know, it's a leg shot. So all you're wearing is the legs and stuff. Um, but I think they're, they're, they're all different and they've all got their challenges. Um, and really, I, I think if you wear something long enough, I mean, I, I think I wore, the bug eye droid in Rogue One for about well, I wore it for one day and then I had a little bit of a break. And obviously, on that one day, I was like, Yeah, it's great, it's an amazingly comfortable suit, I can do anything in it. And then I wore it for a week solid, <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, hang on, I can't, I can't sit down. I mean, that, that's the thing with the Hask Thug, I could sit down, but I couldn't eat easily. With a droid, I could eat easily, but I couldn't sit down. Um, so they, they've all got they've all got different things, but um. I think I've done droids the most and I've done some things that I just never thought would be possible. Like there was a, a medical droid in um, the last Jedi that's kind it's not really featured that much, but the actual design of the suit and how it worked was incredible. I had these uh, glasses that basically project, projected that there was a camera in my chest and because this, the mask had no eyes in it, I wore these glasses underneath the mask and I was basically getting like a, a, a an artificial artificial view of, of what was what the ground was. Um, the only trouble was the depth perception because the camera was on my chest, but you're looking at it through your eyes. Um, there's a few times that I uh, I was still walking after they'd shout, shouted cut. <laughs> I was still going. Um, but yeah, yeah. They've, they've all there's there's just i mean the designers and the makers like the creature guys and the costume effects guys that are responsible for the the stormtrooper outfits they're the ones that make these the the droids as well as the creature guys that make droids as well so they're just incredibly clever people um far cleverer than um me um and you know if you a, a little bit of they'd be a lot more uncomfortable if they didn't know what they were doing so you have to take you take the rough with the smooth really with that fantastic really great listening to and hearing the stories um i think i think people are really gonna be like wow you know especially the droid stuff and anthony daniels uh you know teaching teaching you know it's, it's who else can you learn from but from anthony daniels when it comes to droids yeah. it's amazing um Final question. Um, when we set this up, the private signings, one of our, our key things that makes us completely different from a lot of sort of private signing people is that ours is charity based and we support the charity that you're supporting. 
So everyone's got their own different charities that they want to support. Um, so I wanted to ask you, which charity are you supporting? Uh, so mine's Mind. Um, I think, you know, like it, it's, it's definitely a, a subject, people's mental well-being and, and mental health that's over the last decade been focused on more which is fantastic and obviously we're in the midst of kind of um a time when people have had to stay at home and sort of either be with themselves or or not not see family members for a long time so i think um mind and 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 focusing on people's you know well-being and stuff's important to me so i'm glad that that i can sort of champion that for for this thank you nathan it's, it's great great charity Thank you. Thank you.